Nate's come out with another awesome tool for the swimming community. It's called Swim Nerd Live, and it allows the data and times from your actual scoreboard to be broadcast and viewed in real time on any smart TV, phone, or other device. It has all the information you're looking for, event, heat, lane, name of swimmer, times and places. One click on any device and they're watching your swim meet live in real time. Go to swimpractice.com to learn more. All right, Zach Apple, welcome to my podcast, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. What's going on in your life these days? <clears throat> uh, not much. Pretty, uh, pretty basic. Just swim, swimming mostly is the the big time consumer, and then uh, you know, hanging out with my dog and my girlfriend is kind of the other other half of that. But uh, pretty pretty simple these days. You kind of got that look on your face, and maybe it's just the beard or something. Looks like looks like you're in some work right now. Looks like you're doing some work. <laughs> For sure. Uh, we've been grinding uh, recently, so it'll be interesting. We're going to Texas next week, so we'll see how that plays out uh, for the pro swim. Oh, nice. Okay, sweet. So you're feeling good about trials and Olympics? You think you think these are going to happen for sure? Um, I mean, right now you just plan like they are going to, and then, you know, the, the decisions are way above my pay grade. So, you know, plan like they're going to happen until somebody tells me they're not, and then we'll, we'll figure it out from there. But, um, there's nothing I'm going to be able to do to change it if they're going to happen or not. Um, so plan that like they're going to, and, and just, uh, you know, let everybody else to care, worry about making sure they do happen. Just put your head down and be ready when they go. Huh? Exactly. Nice. Now listen, man, I know it and you know, it. you got a crazy story. So I kind of want to go through it a little <laughs> bit and then um, maybe talk about, you know, what your plans are for this season as well. But in terms of um, just how you came about, I mean, you, you kind of just, popped up on the radar uh one day um you, yeah. you had some circumstances in your life that kind of shifted some things so just in terms of your swimming itself where did it start for you um so i guess i really like my initial like introduction to swimming i was probably i don't know nine eight or nine um and i had a friend whose dad was the coach of like a, a local like summer club team um and he didn't have any other kids his age swimming on the team. And so they wanted to get a relay together for his kid. And so he was like, Hey, you should come try like swim out, like swim and like join the summer team. Uh, it's like practice once a day, just in the summers. It's super fun. Like it's casual. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll like do that. And so we got some guys our age together and, and got enough guys to make a relay. And so <clears throat> that's kind of where it started was just that, you know, in the summers having fun with friends, um, you know, yeah. the summer league environment that I think a lot of people, that's kind of where they get their first introduction to swimming. Um, yeah. And then kind of just did that up until high school, um, you know, just in the summers, just kind of had fun hanging out with friends, you know, running around the the local pool uh, in my hometown. And then once I got to high school, I joined the high school team, uh, which was, you know, like three months in the winter. Uh, so I kind of had those now I was doing three months in the summer, three months in the winter, uh, ish and <clears throat> ended up making, um, districts in an, in Ohio, uh, for high school, goes sectionals districts and state, like uh, qualifying for the state meet. Uh, yeah. I made districts my sophomore year and I, I think, I don't know if I was the only non-club swimmer that would make it, um, that had made it to districts, but I remember I showed up and everybody had the, uh, Fina approved stickers on their suits. Everybody was wearing tech suits. I had never worn. I didn't even know what a tech. I didn't know that there was like another level of suit that you could wear. Um, How old were you at this stage? Uh, so, so I was 16. Okay. So sophomore year of high school. Um, 
I, yeah, I had no idea like that there was this whole other realm of swimming that happening. Um, <laughs> so everybody had tech suits on. So they had like the FINA approved stickers on the back of their suit. I was just wearing like a regular suit. I was still wearing a jammer, like a, like a regular jammer. <laughs> um, uh, the ones and, you buy at Dick Sporting Goods. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, man, I'm like missing something here. Um, and my high school coach was like, you should like look into like trying to get onto a, a year round team. You know, I think you could probably be pretty good if you got some serious training in and people who, you know, really knew what they were talking about to, to coach you. And so I found essentially the closest team to where I lived, which was a YMCA team, um, Great Miami Valley in Ohio was the YMCA and joined that team um, my, the summer after my sophomore year, uh, right after I turned 16 and had some really good guys that I was training with there. Um, a guy named Mark Andrew, he went on to, he was a 4 a.m.er, mm-hmm. uh, went on to, to swim at University of Pennsylvania in the Ivy League and, and set the Ivy League records in the 4 a.m., 2 a.m. Um, ended up being an A final at NCAAs, but he was one of my like main training partners in high school. And, and there was a few other guys, um, Mitchell Ellis, Alex Borchers, I mean, a couple of guys that we all just had like, there was a core group of like four or five of us that were just really committed, really engaged in swimming and really bought into to what our coach was telling us. And we ended up, I think, placing top 10 at, at YMCA Nationals my uh, at, the, at the end of my senior year with only five, I think only five guys qualified to that meet. I mean, there are teams that have, you know, 35 people there. Yeah. Um, and so it was just a really good group of guys that I could kind of, kind of bond with and they were really bought into swimming so it made it easy for me to like buy in and just go with them and uh improve really rapidly and so <clears throat> junior year happens i make the state meet i can't remember if i finals my junior year or not um but i made state at least um go on you know had some pretty good swims at ymca nationals and stuff um then start the college recruiting process at the end of my junior year and I was okay um, my junior year. I think, I can't remember what my times were coming out. 21, this is short course yards, 21-3, 21-4, something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, like 47 mid in the 100 free and uh, like 141, 142 in the 200 free. Okay. Um, so just pretty average uh, coming out of high school or coming out of that junior year. So I was looking at a lot of mid-major schools. Um and ended up taking five trips, uh, one to Western Kentucky, one to Oakland, which is up in Michigan, uh, one to Queens, which is the Division II school, mm-hmm. and then one to Cleveland State. And then I did take a trip to Ohio State, which is like my biggest trip. Um, ended up committing to Western Kentucky. Uh, I kind of, on my trip there, Claire Donahue, which who was a 2012 Olympian, yeah. was still training there when I took my trip. Um, and I got to like hold her gold medal from 2012 and i was like this is it you know this is like the dream right and i was like well they've gotten somebody there um you know others other schools had done that but i just had a really good interaction with her and with the coaches there and with the team and i was super excited i was like all right these people have they, they feel like feel like they know what they're doing they've gotten people to the the next level um you know i think this is going to be the fit for me and i committed you know midway through my senior year, signed all my letters, my NLIs and stuff uh, in December and was super excited. Um, went on to have a really, really good senior year, dropped a bunch of time, um, ended up going 20.3, 4.3, 4.4, 4.4, 4.4, 4.4, 4.4, 4.4, 4.4, 4.4, 4.4, 4.4, 4.4, 4.4, 4.4, 4.
44.5 and like 138 <laughs> uh, by Some the end of my drops. senior year. Yeah, so I had a super good senior year. Um, and that happened, all, the, all those, that meet was March or April uh, of my senior year. And then probably not two weeks later, uh, Western Kentucky decided that they had a Title IX investigation going on with some hazing allegations, and they decided to suspend their program for five years. So essentially, they cut their program. Um, you wow. know, it was a, de- a death sentence there for that team. Um, and I was kind of left at a spot where I definitely knew I wanted to swim, so I wasn't going to, you know, go to Western Kentucky. They told us that they would, like, honor our scholarship offers or whatever, but I was like, I was not going to go there and just, like, go to school. I want to swim. Yeah. Um, and so since I had had, had had such a good senior year, I um, kind of got bombarded with a lot of emails from a lot of schools uh, and phone calls. And so, you know, I had, you know, maybe six or eight weeks where I was going to try to redo this whole recruiting process with all these schools who are now interested, who weren't really interested before. Um, and so going through that, and I had a guidance counselor who actually had swam at Auburn um, back when uh, Eddie was the coach, oh, Reese. Wow. Yeah. So a long time ago and actually, and then she was Kirk Grand's mother. Um, oh, right. So, yeah. 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 And so I had known, I had known Kirk for a while and Kirk was uh, getting his PhD at Auburn at the time. And it just so happened that, that she was like helping me through this. And she was like, let me talk to Kirk, see like if like Auburn is interested at all. And I was like, yeah, if Auburn's interested, I definitely would be like down to like, see if that would work out or whatever. And so through, through Kirk, uh, got to talk to Tyler and you and, uh, you know, just ended up coming down there. I think my family and I drove down on a Friday night, almost overnight, uh, to to see the the Auburn campus. And we got there on a, a Saturday morning to watch practice. And I remember walking on deck the first time, <clears throat> and the Auburn pool is, is super impressive with all banners hanging up. And uh, I can't remember exactly what you guys were doing that morning, but I know like I was watching sprint group with you know Bruno Fratis, Marcelo, Kyle Darmody, uh, Duderstadt. I mean, all those guys. And I was like, oh, I mean, this is like the place this feels like like they have all the guys that are doing the stuff that i want to do yeah why would i not come here and try and and you know learn from them and and be able to replicate what they're doing and so i mean it felt like almost immediately after i was committed and was was pumped um and so that happened in may i think of my uh senior year may or may or june and uh, I went down to Auburn that summer, so early, uh, you know, semester early, mm-hmm. I guess, for that summer semester, and just got to work um, and just started learning from all those guys. It was awesome uh, to kind of just be in that environment with, you know, Marcelo Bruno, kind of the guys I listed off. Um, Albert Superos was there when I got there. Roberto Gomez. Um, we what had year was this? That was uh, 2015. Okay, right. So right before the Olympic year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was such a cool environment to just walk into as a 18-year-old kid with all these guys who were going for the Olympics, you know, training to win medals. Um, <clears throat> we had such a good group. I mean, Renzo, Bruno, Marcelo, uh, I'm trying to think, Subi. Yeah, it was pretty Roberto. stacked. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. And it was like, I was just kind of going in there, deer in the headlights, just like stunned by all these guys. But also, you know, feeling like that I belonged in that group. You know, I you had given me a spot on the team. And so I was like, all right, I'm here. I'm going to take advantage of this. You know, I'm not going to kind of be timid and try and just like hide behind these guys and let them, you know, live live their life, live in the, in the glory. I'm going to try to, uh, 
you know, be alongside them and kind of trying to, to take advantage of the situation. That's actually an interesting point that I want to stop on for a second, because there's a yeah. lot of, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of kids come in every year to college and, and they have a choice of where they go. And uh, a lot of kids choose to go to a place where they're not the best swimmer on the team, you know, like they're, go- they're going to be a, a, a small fish in a big pond type thing, you know, sure. and, and that's certainly the choice that you made. But in terms of, your attitude and mentality, that's, that's entirely your choice as well. So, you know, how were you influenced in terms of what mentality you were going to come in on or, or with, or is it, was it just a no brainer for you to be like, I'm just going to take this in and, and I'm going to, you know, what was your mentality? You tell me. Yeah. Um, I was lucky in high school, in high school. Um, my club coach, name is Chris Bushelman. He's out at a uh, swim RVA now in Virginia. Um, but he was super big on like we had, we would have goal meetings at the beginning of the season and he was, he would, you know, we would give him our goals and then he would kind of rebuttal with the things that he thought that we could do. Mm. And he wasn't afraid to set these lofty goals for us. Um, you know, my senior year, he, I was kind of really the only true sprinter on our team. And he was like, we need to have at least two guys split 19 on this two for relay at the end of the year. And like, we, we, we would have never thought about that and ended up, we did, I split 19, six. And I think one of our other guys split 19, eight, um, Mark, actually the, the guy who swims 4 AM. Mm. Uh, and so he was just super big on like not limiting us and like setting these pretty high lofty goals. So I think that kind of led me into being able to like, think like, man, I can really, you know, do whatever I set, set out to my mind to do. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I remember we had a conversation, um, kind of right when we were going through this whole second recruiting process uh, and I was talking through all, to, to all these schools, he was like, wherever you go, I want you to make sure that you still swim the two free. He said, because I didn't think you can go 131, 130 point, which would be the, at the time would have been the American record. And mm-hmm. I had just broken 140 that year. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was yeah. not like I went 138 that year um, for the first time under 140. And so he was just super big on being like, dude, you got your, you're better than you know you are. You can do these things. And so I think that set me up well to kind of go into Auburn thinking, you know, I can be with these guys. I can, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm here for a reason. And that reason is to, to get better and to, to learn from these guys. And, and I think that I could be able to hang with them, maybe not in training every day, but, you know, hang around them, learn how they, how they treat themselves, how they talk, talk to each other, how they talk about swimming, how they, you know, approach practice, what they do on deck before, before we get in the water every day. Um, and so I kind of went in with an open mind, but not thinking that I couldn't be with, I wasn't, I couldn't be there, you know, with them. Was there ever a moment where you felt like you were just getting beat down at first where you were just getting dominated? Cause I mean, you're still a 138, 200 freestyler. You yeah. Know, and you're, you're, you're swimming against some of the best in the world. For sure. Um, I think a lot of people will put a lot of, a lot of value into like times and stuff that they're going in practice. And I was never like a super great trainer and I'm still not to this day. I'm not like out, out of this world, you know, dropping crazy times in practice um, that some people are able to do. And so I never put like that much value into, you know, if someone was beating me in practice, I put a lot more value into the effort. And I knew that every day I was going in, you know, giving it everything that I had and, 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 I think one of the things that I learned after I left Auburn when I came here was we we were pretty low volume, maybe one of the lowest volume programs probably in the country. Um, And I think that I learned that 
my attitude of like giving it everything I have, every effort is why I was able to be successful with you and, and the Auburn guys um, was because a lot of people come in and think, oh, I'll like kind of just go hard here. Or I'll try and like take some rest off here. Mm-hmm. And I came in and I was like, everything, everything that was on the paper on the practice or that you told me to do, I was going to do it to 100% because mm-hmm. now this is hindsight looking back. I wasn't thinking of this at, at the time, but we weren't doing very much. And so everything that we did do was super important and it was had to be to a T and exactly what was, what was asked. And so <clears throat> that was something that I had to, to bring in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you picked up on that and that's kind of the way I like to coach too, is like, yeah. I, I want to do just what we need to do and nothing more, nothing less. You yeah. know? I try not to do too little. I try not to do too much, but the stuff that I ask you to do, I want you to do it well. And you picked up on that real early and, um, and, and had that mentality from the start. And maybe, maybe you saw some of the other guys, um, you know, who are a little bit older than you in the program, you know, going through that process, like maybe a Marcelo Cherigini or someone like yep. that, who's having success, who's just giving me the efforts that I need and nothing more, you know, and, yep. um, and you definitely embrace that, uh, so in terms of, um, your growth at Auburn, just initially, uh, you know, where did you feel like you made the most, uh, gain, uh, in, in the couple of years that you were there? Um, I think, I mean, obviously I didn't lift much before I got to Auburn and PK did it, does an awesome job at, you know, making yeah. sure that we're, we're getting stronger in the right ways. Um, but one of the big things, I think my freshman year, I think uh, Kyle Darmody, um, we were just talking about, you know, whatever. And he was like, how many strokes are you taking in warm up every day? And I was like, I have no idea. I'm literally just getting in and swimming. Um, <laughs> and he was like, you just need to take like whatever you're doing, like look at what you're doing and just try and take one less stroke and, you know, every lap and warm up. And I think that kind of set me up to be, have really good distance for stroke, which now I think is something that I have a little bit slower tempo. than I think a lot of guys do. I think not maybe not solely because of that, but I think that set me up to have really good distance for stroke and be able to lengthen out that way. Um, and I think that's something that helped me a lot. Um, so now I'm taking, you know, I do sets, three kicks, eight, eight strokes, you know, the whole set for like a threshold set or something. And I'm just super long and able to, to hold that together uh, really well. And I think that stemmed kind of back from that, that freshman year um, conversation with Kyle, honestly. Yeah. But man, I don't really know what to attribute, you know, the, the gains to exactly, um, you know, a stroke change or something. I know, I remember when I came to Auburn, I was super short and we did a lot of work on like lengthening out, just like we just kind of like what I talked about, but just like opening up, you know, more of that straight arm sprinting, um, but still being able to go back for the, the kind of more gallopy stroke for the 200. But my pro- my progressions at Auburn were crazy. Um, Cause like you said, I came in, not great um you know average at best and i think my freshman year i was the only guy on the team to qualify for only freshman to qualify for nc's on the team uh and then i was like one of the top freshmen at ncas to finish the two free um i remember i remember i had a huge two free at ncas i was in heat one and just dropped Mm -hmm. a ton of time um and barely missed the final which was crazy for me as a freshman uh but yeah i don't i don't really know exactly what to attribute to well tell me this uh, in terms of being able to swim the 200 the 100 and the 50 all equally well i mean you you could i wouldn't really put you in a box in any one of those three categories you can swim them well so how have you managed over the years to um 
train enough for the 200, but still have top end speed for the 50. Yeah. Um, I think a big thing is, is that guys do put themselves into a box, right? They're like, oh, if I'm going to do the 200, I can't do the 50 anymore. You know, it's not going to work. And I was super open to being able to do all three. Um, mentally, I was just like bought into like, I mean, especially in college, it was like, this is what the team needs me to do. And so I'm going to buy into doing all three at a really high level because <clears throat> that's where we're going to get the most points out of. And that's how it's going to help the relays the most. And, and so I think a big thing is, is that guys don't, um, don't like give themselves the opportunity to be able to be good at all three. They kind of think, you know, oh, I'm only a 50 hundred and I can't get up to the 200 or I'm only hundred, 200. I can't get down to the 50 if I'm going to do a good 200. And I never had that thought. I always thought, yeah, let's just, I'm just going to do all three. It's not like a question. It's not going to be like a, Oh, how am I going to like make sure that I can do this and this. And that's the big thing that I've was, was, I think was a benefit to me um, was that I didn't ask a lot of questions about training. Um, you know, I wasn't like, I need more of this or I don't want to do as much of this or whatever. You know, I think a lot of people kind of go in, especially when they're, they're younger. Um, now I do have a little bit more say in what I do on the day-to-day -day basis, but I have a lot more knowledge about like what I need, I think. Um, but you know, when I was, when, I, especially, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior year, I was, my, my mentality was I'm going to show up and, and do what, do what you asked me to, because you're on deck for the reason I'm in the pool. Um, probably cause you've you know been around this for a bit longer than I have. And you probably know what I need, what I need more than I do. Yeah. Um, that was kind of my mentality just through those first few years in college was just like, you know, th they know what I need, what I, what I want to do. And so they're going to put me in a spot where I'm going to be successful. Well, what's the most satisfying race for you? Where, where do you get the most pleasure? The 200, 100 or the 50? A hundred long course is just the, the bread and butter. I mean, I feel like I've gotten to a point where I can, I like don't even need to like think about it anymore. You know, I, it's on autopilot almost. It's like, so not relaxing, but it's like so nice to like walk up behind the blocks and just know like, man, I know exactly how this is going to play out. I've done it so many times. I know my strategy to a T I know exactly, you know, where I'm going to be at with this many kicks, this many strokes, this, you know, hit the turn wall, you know, dolphin kicks off the wall. It just like, feels like it's just a perfectly, you know, rehearsed routine at this point. And it's so nice to be able to just like walk up and just like know how it's going to go. That's interesting. I like that. Would you mind sharing some of that with us in terms of um, what you feel like you have managed to understand and put into practice and now feel comfortable with? I mean, what are the things that were uncomfortable for you initially that you feel like you've got a level of comfort in now with the hundred free long course? Yeah. Um, I think initially I was, you know, I thought that it was, um, more like the hundred yards is the hundred yards is a little bit more of a, of a, a get up and go from the beginning type of race. Um, but I think the hundred long course, you can, I mean, that first 50, I think you can, if you can get out fast enough, you can really take it not easy, but it can be smooth on the way out. I mean, sure. it can be just nice and controlled. I mean, just have good kicks, good rhythm. Um, and then once you hit that wall, that second 50 is, you know, just a back in 50, which if you've done it in training enough, you know, you do so many back in fifties. I remember in 2017, the year that I made my first national team, we did, we were doing back in fifties. Like, I mean, it felt like every day <laughs> and I just knew like when I hit that wall, I was going to come off and like, I just knew what I was going to come home. And I was going 25 ones, 25 twos all the time in practice. And so I knew I was gonna be able to come home in 25, one, 25, two. And so 
it's just so nice being able to yeah just have that confidence where you can take it out smooth and know they're going to come back what was that breakout meet you had it was it was in yeah. nationals right what was that yeah swim? 2017 uh 2017 uh yeah u.s nationals uh, it was like the world champ trials and and indy yeah you were kind of like lowly ranked at that point yeah too, right? yeah so i made olympic trials in 16 that was my olympic trials was my first like senior national level level meet um in 16 and i remember watching the parade go around you know, if they parade the olympic team after at the end of the meet we all stayed and watched the the meet or watched the parade and I remember sitting in the stands and being like, no one, like I didn't expect to make the team. No one like thought I had a shot. Like I, and I didn't at that point. Um, I think I had just gone 49, four a couple weeks before to qualify for the meet first time breaking 50. And that was a huge, huge swim for me. Um, and I think I went a little bit slower at trials, but, uh, I remember sitting in the stands and being like, man, this doesn't feel right like i feel like i should be down there on the, on that on that parade team and so from 2016 to 2017 that was like kind of in my mind like i want to make a team you know this isn't i don't want to sit at nationals and watch another team you know like get paraded around the pool while i just sit in the stands and so that whole year that was kind of the focus and um i was ranked 49.4 was my entry time um still from that previous year's best time and <clears throat> prelims of the hunter free i think caleb was the top seed in the heat i don't know if we, we weren't in the final heat but caleb was in the top seed i was next to caleb in lane five i think held was in lane three um so both of those guys had made the olympic team the previous year i think murphy might have been in the heat and these were i mean i had no but like up to that point you, you would have thought i had no business being in the heat mm. and <clears throat> i remember um flipping at the the 50 and i was you know right even with them, if not a little bit ahead. I think I flipped in 22.9, which at the time, I think my best 50 was 22.6 or 7. <laughs> um, and so the, I ended up going 22 flat later on the meet. But uh, at that time, that was still my best time. And came home in 25.2 and went 48.1 in the morning, um, dropped from 49.4 and was the top seed going into finals. And that was <clears throat> crazy. There was so many articles that were written like an apple a day keeps the competition away or like who is zach <laughs> apple like i bet you can't guess who the top seed for the hunter free is or, you know <laughs> stuff like that and and are you reading this stuff um i'm seeing the headlines people are sending it to me sure. um because yeah. it's fun I'm, I'm not really looking too much into the articles uh but it is fun when that happens you know the first time you break out yeah um to see all the people, you know, get, you get the recognition, you get the, the, the not notoriety, but you know, people start to know your name and, and see who you are. It is fun. Um, so you went from what? Nine, four to eight, one. Yep. Yeah. Dang. That's a drop. Yeah. Uh, and then I, at finals, I went on to get fourth, uh, to make the world champs team, uh, to make the relay. I think Nathan and Caleb went one or got first and second at like seven, seven, nine and eight Oh, maybe. And I went a little bit slower at finals. Um, but I think in that moment, I just like wasn't really ready to be the top seed at a, a U.S. Nationals um, yeah. men mentally. Mm -hmm. Obviously, physically, I was there. I'd done it. Um, but it was a little bit of a shock uh, to the system to kind of get in there and be in the ready room with all the guys who had made the Olympic team the previous year and me who didn't even make the semifinal <clears throat> be the top seed. It just felt a bit overwhelming. And I think it kind of got to me a bit. And that's why I couldn't really replicate, replicate a swim uh, at night. 
but uh but yeah that was now, what's last summer you went faster right you went 47 for the first time right yes yeah so in 19 at, at 19. World, world yeah because nothing happened last yeah, summer. nothing happened last <laughs> <summer>. <laughs> um but uh yeah so in 19 uh world university games i let off the relay in seven eight 47 eight i think mm-hmm. um and <clears throat> that was awesome i think i went 48 0 in the the individual i still i have won the 100 free at wugs uh 148-0, a little bit slower and then went on to um world champs and had some pretty good swims there it was 46 8 on that relay wow uh, yeah so we've definitely done a good job of progressing every year i think i have gotten a little bit faster every year and then in december of 19 i ended up going 47 6 at um us now or us open i guess in atlanta nice uh, nice well 47 6 so that's you know maybe a year and a half ago let's say um in terms of the time it's been since then that 47 6 what have you done specifically you think that has made you physically a better athlete so you know that person went 47 6 and the the, the this person now wants to go 46 obviously so yep. what have you done you think specifically to make improvements there yeah so i kind of mentioned earlier at auburn i was in the in the sprint group full-time um and then i transferred to indiana my senior year and kind of got shifted into like a middle distance mid middle sprint group um so i was doing quite a bit more volume um a little more aerobic stuff uh, kind of focusing more on the 200 there for a couple of years and since we've come back from the the quarantine or like time out of the water from for covid uh i've kind of transitioned back into a more sprint sprint based um you know uh program and man i am loving it it's been awesome i kind of got to a point where i I think I just can't handle all the volume and, and, and all the aerobic. And I was getting to a point, you know, kind of right before everything shut down where I was like, man, I am not enjoying going to practice, not by any fault of anyone's just, I just like, don't think it was, was, uh, you know, I couldn't just couldn't keep it up. I wasn't really enjoying going to practice. I wasn't, you know, looking forward to, to, you know, showing up and doing the work. Mm. Um, and then everything kind of shut down. And so I was like, well, I was like kind of getting burned out anyway, a little bit. So I'm just going <laughs> to take some time off. Um, so I didn't, I did not touch the water for three months. Oh, um, wow. So no, no pools or anything. Um, and then came back and kind of slowly built back into it um, right around June, June-ish, uh, early June. But uh, yeah, I think kind of being back in that sprint group has really <clears throat> brought a lot of life back into swimming for me. And I've, I've been enjoying it so much, man. It's so fun to be back into a group with it that just likes to get after it. And, and, um, and John Long is, is running that group here at Indiana. And it's been, it's just been super fun. Nice. Did you have to have a sit down with Ray, uh, you know, when you came back and was like, look, I really want to get back in the sprint group? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, kind of with all the coaches. Um, cause I was mainly based out of, of Corey Chitwood's group, um, mm-hmm. previously. And, Again, it's no fault of Corey's or anything. It's just like, I just don't think that I, yeah. it was for me after, you know, I'd done it for almost two years at that point. Um, yeah. So I was with Mike Westfall before that. Uh, but so COVID kind of hit, I was like, I'm taking time off. Um, you know, there was a group of people who were driving up to Indy every day to swim in a backyard pool uh, at someone's house. And that's, a, it's a little, it's a little over an hour away. And I was like, I wasn't enjoying driving five minutes to the pool. I'm definitely not going to drive <laughs> an hour and 20 minutes or whatever. Um, 
and so I, yeah, I just, I kind of checked out. I got a dog, went on lots of hikes, um, just kind of refreshed, got back into it. We got into a pool about 30 minutes up the road, an outdoor pool over the summer. And that was super fun to get back outside and swim outdoors again. Um, and so I was doing singles for about 10 weeks and, uh, we started doing some time trials, uh, long course time trials once we got back into the IU pool here. And I ended up going 48.5 and a hundred free from a dive um, wow. after 10 weeks of singles, of only singles. Mm. And I think that gave me a lot of leverage to be like, all right, I feel like I can move into a group where I don't need quite as much. Obviously, I can still race fast, um, swim fast with a little bit less volume, a little bit less aerobic work because I was able to prove it, you know, then I think that did give me a little bit of ground to stand on, um, yeah. with wanting to switch back into a more sprint based program. Uh, so, yeah. So you finding now that you're, what, what's improving your, your top ends improving your back end where, where you find improvement. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot of work on, uh, off the walls and off the start underwater, um, <clears throat> done a ton. I think it's kind of, that kind of started when Jaunty was here, Jaunty Skinner, um, he kind of explained dolphin kicking to me in a way that hadn't really been explained to me about using your hands up at the top as like a leverage point to kind of, uh, round out and, and open up the shoulders that way. Um, and maybe it had been explained to me that way, but he just said it one way that clicked in my brain and it really changed the way I thought about dolphin kicking. And it's really helped me a lot. Um, and I've kind of just like carried that over into working with John and doing underwater stuff, you know, almost daily drills and, and things like that about working that, that mobility in the, the upper back. Um, so instead of being stiff in your dolphin kick, you're, you're actually being a little bit more flexible. Yeah. Yeah. So like a little bit more um, like arch and hollow out mm. in the, in the chest and an upper back um, as you're kicking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you, and using like the, your hands all at the top, almost as a leverage point mm. to, to get that, that movement. Interesting. Um, yeah. And, and really heard it explained that way to me. And it, it just made something click in my brain where I was able to like progress really quickly and I've gotten a lot better at underwaters. Um, but yeah, now we're doing, I mean, it's just kind of back to a lot more drill work, a lot more skill work, um, which I just, I mean, yeah, like I said, when I was with you, we, we did a lot of that and I buy into it and I do it all and I do it right. And I do it with intention. And when you do it that way, I think it does work and it does have a big benefit. Um, so yeah yeah i love that word by the way that's one of my favorite words intention is yeah. uh, and and that's what you always did you always came in with the intention to get better and i love that you know and i think that's such a lesson for for um anyone you know is if, if you're looking for improvement and you want it you want it to happen quickly be intentional you know mm -hmm. come in and, and buy into what you're doing and find find ways within each push-off each turn each drill each skill each rep to, to be as good as you can. And that, that was the attitude that you've always had, which I think uh, has helped you be successful. And you've named probably about seven or eight coaches that you've had in the last yeah. five years. So it's like, yeah. it doesn't matter who's coaching Zach Apple, you're going to be successful. You know, I think, I think that's a big thing that people kind of get caught up in and is they get too focused on, you know, kind of, like I said earlier, I wasn't asking to get more of a certain thing or less of a certain thing. I was there because you know, I believed in the coaching staff and I believed in the the training or whatever. And it didn't matter what I was doing in the water. I was going to buy in a hundred percent. And that's kind of, kind of something that I did when I transferred from Auburn to Indiana, I like kind of, I didn't drop Auburn because I still, I mean, I cherished my time at Auburn immensely. Yeah. I, I absolutely loved it. It was like amazing. And, but for that senior year, I was like, all right, 
I'm going to have to buy in full in on Indiana. Cause, cause at that time we were planning on fight, like vying for a national championship. And I was like, yeah. if we're going to do this, I have to, I mean, I am going to go all in on Indiana because mm-hmm. it's not going to help me to try and, you know, hold on to these memories or these things that I did at, at, at Auburn, even though they were amazing. And I absolutely loved my time and I loved the guys and I loved the staff and I loved you know, everything about it for that senior year. I just had to buy in all in on the, the training, the staff, the, the team, um, if we were going to have even a shot at winning a national championship, uh, which ended up, we didn't, we had some awesomes at NCAAs and, and that ended up getting third, but <clears throat> that's kind of the mindset you have to have is when you go into training, you just have to buy in to, no matter what you're doing, just if you mentally believe in what you're doing, it's, it doesn't really matter what the, the work is. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Alison, tell me this about this year, you know, most people, and I have been part of this conversation too, and most people around the world believe it's a two horse race in terms oh. of Caleb and um, Kyle Chalmers. How does that make you feel? Yeah. I mean, they can think whatever they want. Um, they're not going to be in the pool. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, obviously I'm putting myself in that race. Um, it does me no good to think that I'm going to get third at the Olympics. Um, you know, I'm definitely in my mind planning on winning that race. Um, of course, there's trials and everything I have to get through before then. And I'm in my mind, I'm planning on winning that one too. Um, whether it ends up playing out that way or not, doesn't really matter. It's the preparation and, and the mindset going into it that is the biggest thing. Um, so right now you're preparing to swim 46 in your mind. That's Absol- yeah, absolutely. Be. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Have you split that race out at all in terms of how you could possibly do it? Yeah. Yeah. I think I need to probably be out 22, four, 22, five, and uh, I need to be back like 24, four. Um, and that doesn't seem unreasonable for someone that's got top end speed like you and now has developed some underwaters and then also can come home like you. Cause you can swim at 200. That yeah. doesn't seem unreasonable at all. Certainly not. Um, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that is like the goal time. So it, it would be strange to think it was unreasonable if that's what I'm planning on doing. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like it's, it's the cards are there. They just need to put them all together. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people would look with, would, would think of it two ways. You know, if you think of that front end that going out in 22, four, you've, you've got to go, you know, like it's, yeah. like, I gotta, I gotta really work that. Whereas you have this, the the comfort level and the speed to be able to make that fairly comfortable actually you yeah. could you could get out nice and big on that what have you done um in terms of your stroke itself how have you balanced your stroke out i mean obviously you don't want to be too um you know arm heavy you don't want to be too leg heavy how have you managed to balance your stroke out um yeah i don't know i think i feel like i am more leg based than than arm an arm based um just because i have a, a slightly slower tempo than than uh, some of the other guys but what are you doing with your arms like what are you what are you thinking of are you are you keeping a complete straight arm over the top like are you windmilling and how are you doing it no no no. yeah so for hunter free um is that bend arm uh stroke more of a almost a 200 stroke <laughs> <laughs> Dog. Sorry. All, all good all good um yeah, almost more of a 200 stroke with a little bit higher tempo. Um, but yeah, definitely not straight arm. Um, yeah, but I don't feel like my I kind of just takes care of itself um, just from training. You know, just kind of falling back on on the the habits that you form in training. I'm don't really focus too much on, on not trying to kill my arms or my legs. Now, are you um, thinking of anything in particular? Do you have a word in your head as you're going down the pool and coming back on the pool? Like, what are you thinking during the race? Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to make sure that 
that first 50 i'm not killing myself. i'm not really don't really have anything that i'm like repeating to myself or anything um just keeping really just making sure i'm not over kicking that first 50 because i think that's something that's easy to do because you get out you know especially in a, a race that is going to be as as um you know exciting as an olympic trials or an olympic final um it'd be easy to get out you know just too fast and, and and burn your legs out super early um so i guess i am on the way down just thinking about keeping the the rhythm good with the arms and making sure i'm not over kicking that first 50 and then i mean once you're off the wall it's i mean it's a all-out horse race on the way home um, do, you, do you know what the speeds feel like now like could you flip in 22.5 and know it exactly like yep that was 22.5 on the dot um about ish um i'm not really the greatest at like a a pay like if i'm trying to hit like if they tell me to hit a certain time in practice i'm not the greatest at like knowing exactly what i'm going to hit every 50 of a, of a pace set or something um but yeah i mean there's obviously you obviously get like a feel for for how fast you're going out yeah 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 now in terms of um others like you who, who do you think are the other threats or, or potential relay members for the u.s this year yeah i mean it is so stacked this year uh um, yeah i think we've had maybe eight eight guys under 48 so far uh, that's in past, incredible in the, in the past two years um obviously caleb myself blake um who i train with every day uh is, is going to be super good as well um Ryan Held had a huge breakout swim in 2019. Maxime had a great swim. Tate has been swimming really well. Tate Jackson out of Texas. Um, he's been swimming super well. I'm trying to think of who else. Dean obviously is always a threat. He was, he was on my relay at Wugs and mm -hmm. slipped like 47-1, I think, at Wugs. Um, so he definitely has the, the talent to be there. Um, yeah, but it all comes down to the day. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a toss-up until you get there. Are you doing um, mental preparation work in terms of what are you doing to put yourself in that moment at Olympic trials to qualify for the team? Yeah. So I've been doing like a little bit of visualization stuff, um, just trying to get prepared for, well, now it's kind of tough because I'm not sure what the, the fan situation is going to be. So I don't know mm -hmm. if I want to, I guess, kind of get up to prepare for both, but just like either being, I mean, being ready for both ways is, is the best way to do it, but just being ready for, walking out in that final, which I've never been in a semifinal at Olympic trials. I've only been in the stands watching it. So I do have some experience of knowing what it's going to be like and, and the production of it all. And luckily I've been to a few world championships and, and been in finals there uh, on relays, but just kind of, you know, visualizing the crowd and then also potentially visualizing an empty arena, um, which would be absolutely wild. Mm. Um, especially if they, if it ends up being, no fans. It sounds like it is going to be in Omaha if it if, if we end up having it, and um, if it ends up being no fans, that would be wild to walk out into a quiet arena. Uh, it'd be so strange. You know, I think one thing that ISL did this past season was they filled the stands with lights, and so you couldn't really see up there, so it didn't really matter if there was people there or not. And it was so loud with all the music and stuff that it was felt pretty normal. Um, but an arena that big as uh, Olympic Trials is in, that would be pretty tough. Yeah. Now, listen, how long do you plan on doing this? Do you see this as just a, a first Olympics for you and want to do multiples or how are you looking at it? Yeah, for sure. Um, right now I'm, I'm planning on going until I'm, I'm not making teams um, is my plan. Uh, but uh, so with the ISL coming up, I'm super hopeful that, that kind of takes off and gets going. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed the past two seasons. Um, especially this past season, I kind of liked the 
the camp style of this past season where we got to be with our team for an extended period of time um, opposed to the first season where you only got to be with your team for four or five days, you know, at max. Um, and you kind of got sent back to your corners of the world. Uh, it was fun to get to know your team and kind of know your, the people you're racing with and, and for, um, it kind of gives it more of that college feel and more of a team vibe, uh, which was super fun because it just makes it so much easier to get up and race for people that you like actually know about, you know, you know what they're working on in training and you know what their, what their story is, what they're struggling with, what they're working on. It just makes the, the whole experience better. I feel like, um, so I did enjoy the, the camp camp style of ISL and it sounds like it might be going back to something similar this next season. I know nothing's been set yet, but, um, yeah, I'm excited for the ISL and excited for, for the next few years, for sure. I'm definitely not planning on being done after this. Good stuff, man. Well, you know, you know, I'm a big fan of yours and, um, got, uh, I'm a, I'm a believer too. I've seen what you can do. I've seen, I've seen your talent, man. I've seen your work <laughs> ethic and I've seen you as a racer. So, uh, I certainly am not the, the type of person that's just thinking this is a two horse race at all. Um, and I'm excited for what you're going to do in the next few months, man. So good luck with everything. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Take care. All right, you too. See ya.